Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Good News Podcast. Today's episode is with a very good friend of mine, of us here at NBUC, Gwyn Chapman. Gwyn is someone who's got so much energy and life and passion. You're going to hear that in today's episode. And Gwyn really is an expert in what we're talking about in bringing racial justice, racial reconciliation. She's been working at it much of her life and continues to do so. I can't wait for this conversation. Friends, let's dive in. Well, welcome everybody to the Good News Podcast. So glad that you could join us today. We have back a guest who has been with us before, someone who is a very good friend of mine and certainly someone who has so much to offer when we think about Black History Month and working together on anti-Black racism, Gwen Chapman. Gwen, thank you so much. You've been serving the community for, for many years around these kinds of things and just appreciate your, your wisdom, your faith, your passion, who you are, and uh, I'm I'm excited about this conversation today. I think people are going to be really encouraged. They're going to be inspired. I, I hope people are challenged as well because we need to continue to be challenged. But um, thanks so much for joining us today on the Good News Podcast. Yeah, great to see you and be with you. I thought a great place to start is you have this amazing love for all people and and an acceptance of of everyone. That's beautiful to me. And just, uh, let's talk about that. Like, and where did that even come from? Cause it's so much a part of who you are. It's amazing. Yes. Well, thank you, Jamie. And you know what? It's so good to be back again and to be with you, to do this with you, because you know, we have a lot of good work to do. And, um, I, you asked me that question, Jamie, you are also like that, but maybe to the 20th power, <laughs> you <laughs> well, have an amazing you. <laughs> You also have an amazing capacity to love. And that is one of the things that I just found so, you know, attractive and endearing about you because you really embody what mm. uh, what, what God teaches us and, and mm. asks us to do, which is to love thy neighbor, to love others. And so to that question that you just asked me, um, you know, I, I have always said I, I'm the luckiest little girl. I'm the luckiest daughter in the world because... I had such an incredible, um, an awesome, an awesome, loving father who um, I, I think I was 13 years old. And when I said to my dad, hey, you know what? Your love reminds me of how God loves us. Wow. It was like an aha moment for me because it meant, you know, forgiveness. It meant having that nurturing attitude. It meant, it meant seeing people for who they really are, you know, giving so much to them that they feel your support and, and they, they feel that, that um, confidence in that they can be anything that they want to be. And, and they feel that they're born for greatness. And so it goes back to my dad, uh, who is also a very devoted um, human being in terms of humanity and, and his Christian beliefs. And he always taught us that we have to be our brothers and sisters keeper. We are responsible for looking out and looking after each other. We are our brother's keepers. And so, you know, growing up in that environment and my aunties and uncles, I, I would say the entire family, um, you know, came from that sort of, of, of seed and, and, and moral um, principle. And so, you know, I also believe that when parents, whether it's one or two or whoever it is that you, you, you know, um, has, has raised you. When when adults pour into children, when they love um, their children, um, or when they love whether it's a nephews or whomever is, is around, but when they pour love into that little person, that person is full 
They become an adult that's full and, and they, they, all they want to do is give, mm. is to give, is to share. And they want others to be happy as well. They want others to feel as important and as valued as they felt when they were growing up and they had all these, whether it's one or two or three, but these adults that really pour into and, and give and support and just love the children. And so that comes from having an abundance of love in my life and not just only from my father, but from the majority of the people that were around me. And, and hence why, you know, there's the African saying about it takes a village to raise yeah. a child, mm-hmm. right? So children have to be receiving love from left, right, center, above, below, in between, all over. They've got to be receiving that love and support from people because when a child grows in that type of an environment, that child becomes full. Mm-hmm. That child really has the, the propensity now to be everything that they were designed to be, to be themselves. And so as long as you have breath, as long as you're alive, your purpose is to receive and to give love. Mm-hmm. That is really your purpose. Mm-hmm. And that manifests itself in different capacity, different ways. Mm-hmm. But the, the idea is to, you know, get the love, get the support while a child is growing so that when they become an adult, they are only interested in being a part of making things better for people, being a part of accepting people, being a part of building, whether it's the immediate family, the community, and it it goes into cities and it goes into countries. So it is so important that we understand the value and the critical, critical importance of nurturing, Mm -hmm. of putting into our children, and not only just our children, biological children, but in all children. So to me, as long as you're alive and you're an adult, you need to be responsible. You are and should be responsible for Mm -hmm. doing your part and loving and looking out and expecting the best and promoting the best and encouraging the best in young people because Mm -hmm. all you're going to get, those seeds that you've planted as these young people grow, they grow into very powerful, confident, and balanced. But, you know, adults that are full of love that just want to do and be a part of creating a greater and a more positive society. And that's where I am. That's, that's me right now. That's, that's what I've been doing. So I, I, um, I appreciate, and I, like I said, I'm always so grateful for having such a, a wonderful fam father and the, the environment that I grew up in. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of long, Jamie, but oh, no. there you go. No, and, I, and I love, <laughs> I love the way that, that you, you have entered into this, recognizing that this is the way that you were brought up your, your, your dad and your mom and your family. And that's why it's so important for us to, to make this message available um, to people early on in their life. And, and I also hear, Gwen, a role that faith in God and, and who you are, in your case, as, as, a, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, has impacted your outlook on the world and, and where this, this is kind of partly where that, that comes from. I can hear that in the way that you're talking. I'm wondering um, if there's some other people who have been models for this. Uh, for you, this idea of living in a way that you do so beautifully, a, a genuine acceptance. And like, we're, and we're going to get into the, the idea of trying to create a, a more just world around racial justice and Black History Month. But, but Gwen, one of the things I love about you is your heart is on fire for that. 
but your heart is on fire for all people, which also I think, you know, is really important for us to remember during this Black History Month that absolutely we're focusing on, because that's a, that is, that is an area that we'll, we'll get into here in a little bit that, that still needs work, that still needs yeah. movement and change right. and, mm-hmm. and justice, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it also reminds us during Black History Month that that really is for for all people. But so, who, where, what have been some other models for you as far as people who you know who you comes to mind? You think this is this is why I do what I do, and this is why why I do it this way. You know? Yeah. So, so I, I when you say people, there are some people who are no longer here. Some people who have been yeah. around in the past. And I tell you, um, as a kid, my first book, I, I didn't know how to read as yet. But my first book that I got from a tiny little, I would say almost like two by four building in St. Lucia, which was our country's library, the one little library that we had, the book was Harriet Tubman. Mm. And her story, her story of, of being so resilient and being determined, you know, and, and seeing the value in her people who have been, you, well, you know the story of that in, yeah. in, in, in enslavement. She went back many times to free many slaves. Mm. And people are forgetting it's the love mm. that she had for others that gave this tiny woman, think about the times, the courage to go back mm. to fight for the freedom of more people back and forth. I mean, it took a lot of courage, but Underneath the courage, it took a whole sea of love, really, mm-hmm. right? So, so having even someone like her understand her story, um, that was sort of like one of the things I find inspired me to keep on going. Mm-hmm. I've had tremendous people like the great Dr. Howard McCurdy. He was the first Black member of parliament representing the NDP party. Um, and if you just even do the research on Dr. Howard McCurdy, what an incredible human being mm-hmm. as a leader, as a community advocate. He also fought for justice and equality. But again, it was his love for people mm-hmm. and his commitment to helping people, to seeing the value in people and not just in black people. But he also was for all people. So he was like my second dad. Wow. And we were calling my Canadian second dad. We were very close and I met him when I was 15 years old and he was in parliament in Ottawa at the time. And his story um, and his influence in my life was tremendous, Mm. absolutely Mm. tremendous. So he opened that door and allowed me to see the possibilities of getting involved in community and and taking that, that lead. When, like my dad used to say, when you see something is needed, when there's a need, don't uh, think, oh, somebody else should do it. Um, yeah, yeah, somebody else should do it. My father used to say, you, get up and go do something about it. That's your responsibility. So don't sit around and say, oh, somebody else uh, can awesome. do it or, or whatever. No, it was get up. You see that there's something missing, something needs to be done. Get up, go do something about it yeah. and be, a, be, be part of the solution. So Dr. McCurdy also had that. Um, attitude and and, and way of thinking. Um, I I could go on about so many individuals. Um, The late um, John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, Mm. he also was an inspiration to me and and a mentor. I never had a chance to spend a lot of time with him because he was in the United States, but he was willing to come here 
and work with us and motivate wow. young people. And the, the messages that he shared with me while I was in Washington was powerful. And just to, to have had the honor to have that ability to connect with one of the last freedom riders and freedom fighters that spoke on that very special day where Martin Luther King uh, meant, spoke about his, you know, his famous, I had a dream speech. John Lewis up to, you know, you know, just recently passed away, but he was one of the, the treasures, um, you know, that, that so many people are inspired by. There's a Lincoln Alexander who mm. was also like another father figure to me and a mentor to me. And, you know, I have so many stories about him too. My first interview um, at 18 years old was with this gigantic um, uh, you know, just enormous presence of a, of a man. He was the Lieutenant Governor of General at the time at Queens Park. And I drove from Ottawa with my friend to interview him. Wow. And it was very scary because that was all, the, the whole interviewing thing was new to me. I just wanted to use the platform of television to inspire young people, to get them to believe in themselves at that time. So I wasn't really as confident, you know, as a, as a mature person, but he was just amazing, wow. scary, like I said, but he was warm yeah. and we became friends and I've learned so much from him in terms of standing up, speaking up for what mm -hmm. you believe is right. Um, looking out for the little guy, always making reference to giving those people who don't have a voice, a platform of importance. And one of the, the more beautiful things around him, about him was that everywhere he went, Whenever we were together, he would always, always say something positive to everyone that he met. Mm. So that is something I have embraced. And I was like, wow, imagine he doesn't even know people, but he's saying something nice about this person. He's encouraging this person. He always had that spirit about him. And I thought, look at that. You never know what people are going through. But again, that positive little comment and that word of encouragement may be everything to someone in that moment. Mm. And I was like, this is incredible. You know, so one of the things I feel that if we can do this a little bit more, even at this time, during this tough time, is to be a little bit more kind, mm. is to find something positive to say about each and every person that we meet. Because you know what? Everyone at this point, is really going through a bit of a difficult time, just trying to yeah. grasp with what's happened. There's so oh, much doubt yeah. and lack of confidence and lack of hope, et cetera, et cetera. But thank God that he's alive yeah, and he's absolutely. alive in all of us. Yeah, so yeah. we are able to change what's happening by just being absolutely. very complimentary or positive or recognizing someone's value. Yeah. Everyone that you meet, Try to make it a point each yeah. day to say something positive or encouraging. And right. you will find if a lot of us are doing that, could you imagine yeah. how powerful that would be? Oh, I think Alexander I, as well, Jamie. That's awesome. Oh, you know, and I love I love that the people that you've named, Gwen, like absolutely they led the way around around um creating a racial equality for sure. But but there was just so many pieces to them that you've you've offered here, like that piece of encouragement, you know, from Lincoln Alexander, and the, seeing that in the way that he operated, and the way he lived, 
and roll. <laughs> like I, I, I agree with you. Like I, I hope people, you know, hear lots of things in this podcast, but I hope people take that one away. Cause I agree with you that we're living in a time where people need encouragement and we can help bring life to this planet earth by, by doing that in simple ways each day. Like I, I'm thinking as you're talking, I just, I happen to be outside um, last week when the, when the garbage truck came by the recycle truck. And, and I was thinking, I've been thinking about them because like, it's been real, it's been a cold winter and yeah. man, like, you know, when it's minus 20, I'm thinking, wow, it's so good that I can stay inside today, but there's people who have to work outside and, and, and do those kinds of jobs where they have to be outside. So anyway, I just made a point of saying, Hey, can I just, I just want to say thanks, man. Cause I've been thinking about you guys. I pray for every Wednesday cause Wednesday's like yeah. garbage day, you know, in our, yeah. in our, in our neighborhood. And I uh, just had this beautiful little encounter with this, yeah. with this young man. Um, where I just said, thank you, man. I, I like, I love you and appreciate that you do this and the way you do it. And like, he was beaming. Like, I, I know that he got back in that truck and he said, I just talked to this crazy guy that thinks we're doing a great job. You know what I mean? And, but I think, I think you're right. Like it doesn't take much to bring that kind of life and encouragement to people. So thank you for that reminder. Um, Gwen, when it comes to Black History Month, um, how do we take some of these pieces that you've named and that we see in these models that have gone before us, um, who have paved the way for us? Like, how do we take that into Black History Month? What are you seeing happening during Black History Month that is that is really helpful and inspiring and moving things along? Um, but also maybe there's places where we haven't quite got to with Black History Month and where we need to to name that too, to kind of challenge us. Um, but yeah, what, what's what's your sense of that? Like, yeah, that's that's an important part of what's happening as we're recording this podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, first of all, I, I, I have to mention uh, Rosemary Sadler. Um, mm -hmm. She is a longtime community volunteer and leader, and she's also the past president of the Ontario Black History Society. Uh, for a number of years. And uh, she was also very instrumental in helping uh, what is now in Canada, one of the most awesome uh, opportunities for Black excellence and Black history to be shared. So she was the one who did the footwork to, to, to push for Black History Month happening. And wow. she passed the baton on to Jean Augustine, who was a member of parliament at the time. And Jean Augustine did the footwork within uh, par parliament to try to get everybody on board to vote this this opportunity in. And so we have these two awesome women mm. who are responsible for this opportunity that we have right now yeah. as Canadians across the country um, to learn about the achievement and the, uh, the achievements and the history of Blacks in Canada. Mm. I can tell you right now, even for some of us who are African Canadian Black in Canada, there's so much history Mm. here that we have yet to uncover and to discover. So we are scratching the surface of, of sharing information. I, I tell you, Jamie, one of the more exciting things is, the, is discovering all the elements that make up this country as it pertains to the contributions and the history of Blacks who've been here since 1603. Um, I encourage anyone who's interested in finding out more, you know, just to, uh, again, go to the Ontario Black History Society and they will be able to help navigate, uh, at least help you navigate, um, you know, to, to find out more about what this country awesome. um, has, you know, in terms of our history. But, you know, there are many people who have made such great sacrifices 
And it is just awesome that a lot more Canadians are being able, are tuning in and yeah. are interested in finding out more about these iconic leaders who, you know, at the time, just as we know, it would have been very difficult for them to stand up, to speak up, and mm-hmm. to fight for just equality. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of people were targeted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can, I can, I can let, you know, I can honestly say to, for instance, Dr. Howard McCurdy, when he first decided that he wanted to run for the leadership of the NDP party, you know, he was targeted because, again, um, it was unacceptable for who is this colored man? Mm. How does he have the confidence? Who does he think he is to want to run for the leadership of the party? I mean, these are things that people would have had to have gone through and knowing and learning about their stories of, of courage, their sto- stories of resilience and determination, um, you know, is, is incredible because it speaks to the humanity in us. And it speaks to the fact that in order for us to have a, a great society, we've got to be able to stand up, be courageous, and make that step. And the other you know, amazing thing is that we have the opportunity, even more so now than ever, to have more allies, mm. who join hands and hold hands with others who are non-Black, but yeah. who understand the importance of the Black community mm-hmm. having equality having justice, having the opportunity to be and, and, and share and help to develop and, 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 and be a part of making this city great, the country great, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so again, people like yourself, you know, taking that initiative to make space, you know, depending on wherever you sit, whatever platforms, whatever influence, whatever privilege you do have, you taking that and you using that in an effective way to try to help move things forward. And you, you're not doing it just on your own, but you're reaching out to the communities and you're saying, how can we help? How can we help? Please show me, I'm here to learn. I'm not sure of how to do this or that, but we're reaching out with open arms and we understand the importance again of, for instance, talking about black mm-hmm. history, talking about um, uh, the people who have gone on before us and making sure that People see our value because, you know, it is so important, um, you know, to understand what it may be like to be living, but you are invisible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be living and you have no voice. Um, to be living and you are disrespected. To be living and you don't have the opportunities like most other people have in order to make that change, to contribute to this country. Um, I am hoping at this point that those who are interested and those who have ears to hear, that they understand and they try to be empathetic to the challenges of Black Canadians in the past and present, and that they make a decision to be a part of creating that more vibrant, that more loving society, that more humane society that sees every person as valuable. Because as we mentioned many times, uh, Jamie, what we see here in Canada, this world, this country is like a garden 
Mm. And like a garden, it has beautiful flowers, all types of flowers, all types of colors. And coming together, that's what makes the the, 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 the garden, the Garden of Canada, yeah. the family of Canada, absolutely. just absolutely beautiful. So it's imperative going forward to appreciate each other, mm. understand their history, appreciate their conf- contributions, no longer being a part of sitting on the fence, mm-hmm. but being a part of saying, I want to dig, and I want to find out more about this community. I want to see the treasures that's been buried, that's been hidden, because mm-hmm. these people have gone invisible for so long. There are so many spaces and places in Canada that you know we haven't even recognized, and we haven't even placed the value on, which we should have in the past, but now we are going to do so. Africa, Africville. I mean, there's so much we could talk about, but mm. this month is a unique opportunity yeah. to just yeah. dig in there, learn, and be a part of what has to change. Yeah. Going absolutely, absolutely. Um, Gwen, one of the things that we've talked a couple of times about is a term, um, the voiceless. You know, and 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 I, I in, in scripture, I, I continue to read about the need to be a voice for the voiceless, and and I think that's partly when we get into things like white privilege, like how does someone like myself um, use my influence, leadership, connection, and we all have that at different levels, um, to be a voice for the voiceless or for those who are not able to stand up for themselves. Um, and certainly when we think about racism, that's that's an area, but there's lots of areas um, in our society where, where uh, we, especially as, as, as followers of Jesus, are, are being called to be a voice for the voiceless, to join people, to be advocates um to be allies as you know as you've, you've used that term can you talk a bit about because i think i've seen you do that like you you have been given a platform you have been given you are an amazing connector and you you are able to connect with people and use that to again talk about the right things need to help move things along to be a voice for those that maybe can't or don't have that platform just talk a bit about if you could what what's what's important um in 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 doing that and 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 what and how do we do that like maybe i think sometimes we we miss opportunities because we're thinking maybe too big or you know we're thinking you know like 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 you said your dad said hey if there's a need let's meet it right and and i think sometimes it's so easy for us to think oh that's a really good idea people should be a voice for the voiceless people should stand up for the marginalized for those that are experiencing racism um, that's a good thing for other people to do. Jamie should do that. Gwen should do that. Other people, you know, but like, what would it look like for all of us to be open to those opportunities? Like, what do those, what does that look like? Just let's talk a bit about that. Cause you've spent a, a good part of your life doing that really, really well. And thank you for that. Um, but how can we also all participate in that? Yeah, that's so interesting. I think first of all, Jamie, um, the first thing that we've got to ask ourselves, and, and I say we, yeah. <laughs> including, yeah. is, when, okay, we have to take a good look at who we are. Um, we have to assess what our capabilities are. We have to assess um, what our resources are. And when you, for instance, with you, um, you're doing exactly what, at least starting to, but I know that there's more that you will be doing and that mm-hmm. you can be doing. But just the mere fact, as a leader in, um, in, 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 in the church, 
you have decided you are going to create this platform. Mm-hmm. You're going to include folks from the community to be able to share their stories, to be able to provide ideas and solutions on how we can be a part of that progressive change. Mm-hmm. You are doing that already using your platform. You are also giving um, or cre- creating opportunities at church as well to be inclusive and representative, representative of those who are in your congregation. You are giving, whether it's Rebecca and others, an opportunity to lead, to mm-hmm. speak, mm-hmm. to minister with you. That's important. Mm-hmm. For someone else, um, if, if I, you know, the funny thing is that media does play a very critical role. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely influential and powerful. Mm-hmm. So those who are able to write, those who are able to, if you have podcasts, if you're able to do any television programs, documentaries, whatever it is that you have, if you can just start to think, how can I be inclusive? Mm-hmm. How can I involve those from the Black community? That's a start. Yeah. When we're talking about now our personal life, that's another interesting thing because, mm-hmm. you know, um, may, many people may not have the opportunity to have media platforms and and uh, be in positions of, of great leadership, such as yourself and, and others, and whether it's Patrick, me or Patrick Brown, et cetera, et cetera. But you can start also with yourself to ask yourself, have I and can I reach out uh, to others in the community? Um, who in my circle comes from that community? Um, and, and if there are people in your circle that comes from the Black community, but you never really had an opportunity to have a relationship with them or to, to speak to them, you know, it's an opportunity um, that you have right now to reach out and build that friendship, build that partnership, and allow them to share their stories and their history that is going to enrich you as an individual. It's going to help you to understand and to be more appreciative of who they are. And it's gonna allow you to be able to see the deeper value of uh, that friend or that colleague that you've never really experienced before. And therefore it's enriching your life. Exactly. And you know, the more that we continue to just open up ourselves and again, it can start from the tiniest thing to, you know, the broader thing in terms of, of media, getting the stories out, writing books, um, uh, writing articles, et cetera, et cetera. As we look at, you know, different facets of society, again, it's about taking a look at where you, where you are and asking yourself, what can I do here to be more inclusive and to give that voice? Mm-hmm. If you have businesses, how can I make it a point to hire and represent exactly. more people from the black community? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're running a nonprofit, what can I do to include and to make sure that more black young kids are being a part of our programs? And that way you're allowing them also to be able to express, to participate, to be, mm-hmm. you know? So there are a number of different um, ways that, um, you know, we can help change things. and and again. It, it, it could be a simple thing, even as, as voting or speaking up. 
or even, you know, I, I wouldn't say so much marching, but, but you know, pushing and, and encouraging your elected officials as well to recognize and to be more inclusive of Black communities, mm-hmm. to speak up for them. You know, I, I mean, we can do like almost like an hour or two on that question, mm-hmm. but there's, there's a number of ways. And, and you know, it, it starts with you asking the question and reaching out, mm-hmm. reaching mm-hmm. out to others by bringing them in, by involving them with whatever you're doing, it allows them to be seen, to be heard, to be mm-hmm. included mm-hmm. and to be valued, which is mm-hmm. very important. Yeah. Yeah. No, love it. Love it. Thanks, Quinn. I, I just, uh, I could, I could sit at your feet and listen to this all day because it, it's really helpful. It's inspiring. It's practical. It's concrete, you know, and, and just as you're talking, I'm thinking of, of, for those of us that really want to work at this, um, you know, even building relationships with people who are different from us. So if, if you're a person, if you're a person of color, uh, to get to know someone who's different from you, someone that's white, say, and has a different history and vice versa. It's, it's been, like you said, we all win. We all grow when that happens. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. I guess I'd also encourage people to um, really check what's going on deep within them. And, and that, that what's often called that, that implicit bias. And, and what is, what is your internal reactions um, when you see people that are different from you or when you read something in the news, because sometimes there's more to the story than what you hear or see or know. And just, just really be, be, be attentive to those um, things happening internally and let love flow from there. Let love, because that's where it'll start. Your behavior will eventually catch up to what's going on inside of you. And I think those are important things for us to keep in mind too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and, you know, that's, that's a good point that you brought up because it it is true. Um, We all come from different experiences and we do have biases. um, And I mean, that's a fact. The beautiful thing is that we, as long as we're human beings, we are working progress. And the idea of, of living life is to be constantly growing. And so by us taking check, and, and, and assessing our own biases and, 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 and the desire to want to learn to be better um, is important. And we want to constantly encourage that um, in each other. And again, you know, I think it's important to understand we've got to learn to meet people where they are mm-hmm. and help them along the way to grow. So whatever that means, whether it's education, whether it's it's being patient and getting them to see, um, you know, things from a different lens, getting them to learn how to use certain tools to assess their own biases. Yeah. You know, um, the, 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 the thing is that it's exciting to grow. Absolutely. We don't ever want to just be the same Gwen or the same Jamie that was you know, from yeah. 20 or 40 years ago. <laughs> you know, we want to, we want to grow. Yeah. And and having the opportunity to grow is an, a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. That yeah. is what life is about. And it's so enriching to be able to say that we once were this way, but thank God we have the opportunity now to develop into this awesome, beautiful, empowering, yeah. invaluable yeah. human beings, you know? For sure. And I love the way, I love the way that you frame that, Gwen, like we're works in progress. We all are. In fact, this, this work around um, racial equality is a work in progress as well. And, and so love to, love to hear 
where have you seen progress made? Okay, where have you seen progress made? Because we want to we want to give thanks for that, praise God for that. But also then, where where do we still need to go? As you as you think about this, where are some things that we're we're not quite there yet? And here's where you know you mentioned growth. Here's here's an, an area or two where we need to grow. So where have we made some progress? Uh, hopefully a lot of progress, but also where do we need to experience some growth together as we move forward towards this this more um, equal and just uh, world that we know God wants and we certainly want as well. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you know we we um we we have a ways to go um, in terms of um, the elimination of of anti-black uh, mm. racism within systems within organizations within society. Period. Um, and 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 again, when we talk about systems, we're talking about you know financial systems. We're talking about educational systems. Um, we're talking about um, uh, the employment areas of employment. There are still um, many barriers that exist, um, you know, whether subliminal, whether overt, that um, you know prevent those in the black community. Talented, talented people from getting ahead. And that's a fact. That creates um, a level of stress um, on individuals. It's, I I mean, I can't even explain it, but um, all you have to do is put yourself in the place of a Black individual, knowing that you have the skills, you have the everything, the education, et cetera, et cetera, um, to be able to do well in, in, in positions and you not be afforded those opportunities just because mm-hmm. you, you're, um, of African, uh, um, Canadian, uh, background. It's very hurtful, um, extremely, uh, emotionally taxing. And that's why we talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wondered at a, as a young person, um, I said to, I, I used to say to myself, man, it must be difficult for for moms and adults to carry this load because I experienced racism as many um, black individuals in this country, looking at how my mother would have had to deal with, you know, having to speak up, having to push back, having to advocate, having to mm-hmm. fight, having to, you know, like it just seemed like an ongoing thing week by week there's always some heaviness or some something that she'd have to be pushing or fighting against. And my mom, you know, is a tough person. I, I, I always say that she's Judge Judy to the 20th power. Mm-hmm. Um, she, was, she was the first police woman in St. Lucia. Um, and, and so even with her being very, um, very strong, very courageous and, and a fighter, to me, when you sit and you think about things as a kid, just looking at the climate, it's heavy for parents to have to deal with that fighting racism, racism within their jobs, within the wherever the environments, like it's all around. And then yeah. they try to care for their children. That that was a lot, you know. And so we still have a long ways to go um, in terms of. <sighs> creating more opportunities and dismantling those, um, those systems. Um, but at least um, there's more acknowledgement at this time um, that we have to do this work. 
And there are people coming forward who um, are genuinely interested in being part Mm -hmm. of those changes. Mm -hmm. Many cities and provinces also, um, government and private entities, uh, corporations, et cetera, they are trying to adopt um, some way of, you know, involving the anti-Black racism, uh, dismantling anti-Black racism within their um, companies, et cetera. Um, That is going to take some time Mm -hmm. because, as you know, in North America, slavery and uh, all this negative stuff has been around for 400 years. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take some time to change the system. But at least we know that there is progress. There's an acknowledgement. But most of all, more importantly, there is movement and there's support by those who are outside of the community to be a part of those changes and part part of the systems and the legislations, you know, all, all you know, that's taking that that's that that um, sorry, there's ability and an opportunity as well to to um, create legislation to create policies that's going to help with the work that needs to be done. Um, and again, that is the most mm-hmm. positive, I guess, and, and exciting thing is that change is actually taking place. The plane is starting to lift off because many people are saying this way of living is unacceptable. And it's actually um, destroying the fabric of what we can build and what is Canadian. So in order for us to really build this country, um, to make sure that people are healthy, the environment um, you know, is healthy and, and people are able to be part of this positive change and building what Canada can be. We've got to make that commitment. We've got to be serious about dismantling systems. But most importantly, like I've always said, respecting individuals, respecting and seeing the value in others, going back to humanity and understanding the power that comes with when we value and we, we respect each other and see that we are brothers and sisters. We are yeah. a Canadian yeah. family. We are a global family. We are children of this universe. Mm-hmm. So we've got to stay on that. We've got to push that, push that concept, push that concept so that it becomes part of who we are as Canadians. Yeah. Amen. I love it. I love it. Really appreciate what you said there, Gwen. And one thing that struck me is as we continue to change individually, the systems will change because we're a part of those systems. And, yes. and those systems, they do take time. And in some ways, it's hard work and it can be, it can almost be a little depressing because you 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 might feel you're working so hard at this individual. And people who are listening, watching might feel that way. And yet the system hasn't changed yet. But keep changing, keep bringing change, keep doing that individually. And absolutely mm-hmm. agree this. And that's the progress that's happened and the systems will change. We're at this for the long haul. In fact, you know, before right. we close here in just a few minutes, I really want to pray for the word resiliency is coming to me. Like, let's pray for resiliency and keep at this. And I got to tell you, like, I know we're different. Like I'm different. Um, our church is different even over this past year than we were a year ago. Um, we have an event when encourage people to check it out called the table of reconciliation. It's a monthly event. 
check out our website, mbuc.ca. We are committed to doing that for the long haul, to bring about reconciliation, to bring about justice. Um, our, our vision for the future has changed where we're naming publicly our staff, our leadership. We wanna see increased diversity. We're committed to that in our hiring practices, in our, again, who we believe God's calling us to be. Again, you know, we're just one entity, but if we all do that, it's going to continue to bring the change where we want to be. So, oh, Gwen, man, I love you so much. I love talking to you. I want to close with a quick little rapid fire, if we could. So appreciate you and your time today. But a quick little rapid fire, if we could. Okay, what's the, this is a good news podcast. So let's talk about some, some good <laughs> news. What's the best news these days in your home? What's the best news going on in, in your home? Um, I, I think the best news is that uh, the younger people are appreciating the elders a lot more. <laughs> Nice, nice, awesome, awesome. Okay, they what, love them a lot more. Yeah, yeah, right on. Always a good thing to do. Okay, what's the best news going on in your neighborhood? Say your community. I, I think what I'm seeing is is just how people are, and we spoke about this, but they actually loving each other. Yeah, yeah. And valuing each other a lot more. It's amazing, you know, love that it. sense of family, and it doesn't matter. Like people are coming from different. Uh, experiences and racial backgrounds and you know but they are just loving each other and it's it's wonderful to see that it yeah. makes me happy when everybody else is happy and everybody else is kind of getting along <laughs> that's cool that's cool and finally what's the best news that you see going on in our world these days oh it's a big one yeah that's a big one mm. i think i would say that there's still hope mm-hmm. And there, there's still hope for a better world. And, you know, there are many people that are standing up and understanding that they have to be the advocates for those who are mm. left behind, abused. And that in itself is very, very inspiring, very yeah. encouraging. Yeah, right on, right on. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I have to I have to put a plug in here because um, I want to just say that the black community in Canada, mm. Jamie, is one of the best kept secrets mm. in this country. The talent that we have is untapped. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's time for everybody who can do anything towards this to allow for the community to soar, mm. to just be able to be and to make that contribution to helping us to make Canada a more vibrant, dynamic, mm. and awesome country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, I am always a cheerleader because yeah. I know the talent that we have. Yeah. Just oh. give us the opportunity oh. and you know, allow us to shine. Yeah, because sure. together, just like that garden I spoke about, yeah. when everyone is doing well, when everyone is shining, what a beautiful world, family, what a beautiful city yeah. we will have. We are one family. Yeah. Let us shine. Yeah. Let us soar. And let our greatness roar. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, that's the great way, I think, to end today and also for us to think about how do we celebrate Black History Month. Let's celebrate that. Let's bring more of that, leave space for more of that. Um, untap, unleash, 
let's soar. Hey, Gwen, let, let's let's close with prayer if I could. I, I'd love to pray for you today. May the, the one who is a cheerleader, you are such a cheerleader and you do it so well. I want to pray for your resiliency and then for resiliency for all of us to keep working working at this. So let's let's yeah. pray and so good to be with you today. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, God, thank you so much for um, every piece of this conversation. May we be inspired by what we've heard, recognizing being more aware than ever before of the many people of color who have done incredible things to get us to where we are already. And and certainly those uh, who are of white privilege also joining in this conversation in new ways. All of that is important. You're working through all of that to bring us to a new place, but it's hard. It takes time. May we continue to change individually our our. our our biases, our, our openness, our commitment to be inclusive and diverse. And as you continue to work through each of us individually, systems will change over time. They really will. But keep us resilient. May, may we continue to, to work at this by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless Gwen. Thank you so much for the heart that you've given her, the passion that you've given her. And may you continue to give her all that she needs to keep working at this and to be such a shining light and a blessing to so many. Thanks again, oh God, for this conversation. Bless each and every one who will hear it and watch it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank well, you, Jamie. And I just want to, I got to encourage all of us to continue to fight the good fight. Right on. Right this on. a good fight. And this is loving each other. Absolutely. That's the bottom line and doing awesome. what we're born to do. Awesome. Doing what we're born to do. Thank cool. you, Jamie, for being oh. as awesome as ever. Well, thank you, Gwen. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Good News Podcast today. Um, God bless you and hope to see you again. Um, thanks again for joining us today. Well, friends, man, I just love the places we went in that conversation. There was a piece in particular that it was just in the moment as Gwen was talking, it hit me how true it is, how real it is, how important it is. And it was this, that if we keep changing as individuals, eventually the systems will change. And so let's keep working at it. Let's do our part as God leads us and the rest will come. It really will change, will continue to come. Friends, thanks so much for being a part of this really important conversation and living into this, this movement of bringing racial justice to our world today. You won't want to miss next week. Next week is a conversation with a young person named Jonisha Lewinson. Jonisha wrote a poem around Black um, uh, health and mental health, and it, it's going to be incredible. Can't wait for that conversation. Hope you can join us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Good news with Jamie Holton. Thanks for being here. God bless you, friends. <laughs>